0: And, briefly, that is the history of jazz till now. Well, you know, I'm interested in what's going to happen to jazz. John, are you... Yes, but... Alex! I've been thinking about something you said before. What's that, John? Well, look. Granted that the Negro is the fountainhead of jazz, isn't it possible that a white can be just as basic to jazz as a Negro? That's a fair question. Yes, it could be possible but possible only when the whites have paid the price in suffering to be the Negroes' equal. But we are your equal. What are you talking about? But you're not our equals in suffering. People just don't go out searching for suffering. How will we ever be your equals? Well, the first step will be to accept the negro's tragic experience reverence and humbleness. But we're individuals. We've got our own way to go. And that way is leading America nowhere but to death and doom. But the Negroes' way of looking at life is offering hope to everybody. Certainly. Jazz is telling everybody's story. Why can't you accept it? Oh, wait a minute. That's outrageous. Outrageous, my eyes. This joy and suffering in jazz has cut across many differences in people and has won many friends for us overseas. They really go wild over in Europe, Asia, and South America. Do they? Do they now? I don't know about that. Then you must be pretty dumb. You know, it seems to me that jazz and Negro could win friends to this country more readily than the other things we're doing in the Cold War. Now, how can you be so illogical, Faye? Foreign policy is one thing. Jazz is another. But she's right because people in foreign countries sense the warmth and beauty in American Negroes and jazz while they distrust white Americans. I don't see it. But anyway, Faye said something earlier about being interested in what's going to happen to jazz. Would you tell me, Alex? Yes, jazz is dead. Oh, well, is yeah, everybody well, if jazz is dead, then the negro is dead, right? No, wrong. What do you mean? Jazz is dead. Why, jazz is selling more records today than ever before. Why is jazz dead, Alex? Jazz is dead because the Negro needs more room to tell his story. This is dedicated to those called homeless all around the world, especially here in America. We call you homeless. I think you're wholesome. You're amazing. It's amazing how we can't see the maze that we're in, like the propaganda used to promote faces of poverty. American homelessness has no face and was created by Reagan. Housing is a right. Homelessness isn't a fact of nature, it's another social construct. Homelessness was deliberately created by public policy. It's a part of the underdevelopment and underdevelopment complex, the seesaw effect of our global political economy. When I look at you, I see a soul. Every person has a soul and every soul has a purpose. We call people homeless as if they chose that label or want to be called that. We act like we are better than those called homeless because we can afford to sleep inside of a residence. But society does not take care of homeless people. All this hubris, that's just the tragedy of the commons. Common sense is uncommon, but we commonly overlook what we have in common. We all need housing and jobs, and an end to the ongoing 40-year war on the working class, in a system where 20% of the population is stuck one step away from homelessness because the structure of the economy demands it. Americans have accepted the emergence and evolution of homelessness, and gotten used to seeing people sleeping in the streets of big cities because the quote-unquote homeless seem to be a fact of nature, like the weather. That's our group thing, but what do you think? We call people homeless, but they aren't any less human. So why does our superiority complex persist? They deserve as much respect as anyone to have rights, dreams, ideas, and responsibilities, and potential like all who exist. If what we do for those we believe cannot help us is an indication of our character, then does calling people homeless make us feel better about ourselves? We assume you are no good, but you are better, if not just as good as us people measuring their worth based on possessions and their ability to consume industrialization confused us they call you homeless i think you're wholesome you're amazing unbreakable wise beautiful a sensation if you sleep outside or are without some place to call home are you any less blessed if you sleep inside or have someplace to call home are you any less stressed when did they first begin measuring homelessness? When did homelessness become an indicator of socioeconomic status? Reaganomics created homelessness in five years by defunding programs that supported low-income residences, and by 1985, we suddenly had widespread homelessness throughout the nation, but the paper said it was mental patients and recession, so you accepted that explanation. In reality, Reagan provided a stimulus package for homelessness by cutting $65 billion of housing money and replacing it with a dollars 80 million in shelter funding. In 1978, the Department of Housing and Urban Development's budget was over 83 billion. In 83, HUD's budget was only 18 billion, and general public emergency shelters began opening in cities nationwide. Then in 87, Congress passed the McKinney Act providing $880 million in homeless assistance funding. The lost funding was never replaced, and the percentage of low-cost housing and subsidized housing has been dropping ever since. Just like how crack raised the murder rate in DC and Maryland, we invested in that and got Merrill lynched. We've been hanging from the same tree ever since.